Hello, I'm Jen. And I'm Rashenda. And we are Two Girls, One Plot, a podcast about our journey as first-time allotment plotooners. Follow our no-dig journey where you can expect a giggle at our own failings, a trowel of filth and a sprinkling of mucky language. If you would like to get in touch, then just find us on social media, TikTok, Insta and Facebook, or email us at twogirlsoneplot at icloud.com. Hello. Hello. And welcome to episode six. Is it six? Oh, for God's sake, every bloody week. Was it five? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> welcome to episode number six. Um, and we have got a really busy episode this week because we have got our fantastic guest and I can't bloody wait. Exciting, isn't it? It's so exciting. Um, we've got Gemma, lovely Gemma from uh, Colourwheel Garden, and um, she's going to come on and talk to us about flowers. Well, cut flowers. All things pretty. Yeah, because I, I, I absolutely love uh, I love bunches of flowers. I know. You did so well last year. And honestly, if it's down to me, we'd end up with purely sunflowers and calendulas, and that would be it. I, I like all of those. And actually, we're going to grow them as well. Yeah, but that, that's my limit. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, last last year was quite good. We did have cut flowers, um, uh, albeit just for a few months. But we did have those cut flowers. So nice, wasn't it? Every every week having fresh flowers, fresh cut flowers. It's something so different about that, isn't there? We buy. I would say we buy flowers for each other quite often. Yeah, we're quite regular flowers. (laughs) Flowers. What a couple of girls. I know. Um, but actually, I mean, this year we've been saving our flowers because, um, well, buying flowers because we've saved the heads and stuff for our wedding. Um, confetti. Confetti. I yeah. always want to call it potpourri, but I'm like, I'm not going to throw potpourri in people's faces <laughs> or have it thrown in mine. So. Brilliant uh, bits of like <laughs> hard, hard seeds. Hard and bits st- of floral. Yeah. Lobbed at your face. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, um, should we talk about what we've done this week first? Yes. I bought a wedding dress. Wait, that's different. That's a different pod altogether. Different. Anyhow, where are we starting from? Monday. We always start from Monday. Yes. And we always say, I'll tell you what I didn't buy. Nail brush. I didn't buy a nail brush. You haven't bought it. <laughs> so, uh, we'll start from Monday. And... Um, we were Mon- both off Monday, weren't we? Which we, is good. Yeah, we are both off Monday because me, me mum and dad were over from the Isle of Wight. Um, so we took them down to the plot to have a look at my grandma. Your grandma was very nonchalant about it, wasn't she? She was just very much like, oh, yes, I see. Not that it. it was just a bit too cold, I think, for grandma. It was a bit too cold. So um, we had, at, at the end of last week's programme, we kind of were saying, look, we really need to get this greenhouse going. And I reckon... It was two bits of the greenhouse which weren't bloody fitting, like it was the door area. So on the Monday we went down and I took them apart and I basically one of them was back to front. That's what it was, wasn't it? See, we're both quite, I'm quite logical, we're both quite hands-on, we're quite good with making things. Mm. Typical but lesbians. this... this... <laughs> This had us scratching our head a lot, didn't it? Like, oh, my God. Well, and I it said, was something said, really yeah. minor, but the instructions weren't the most fluid. So they'd be like, right, do X, Y, Z. So you do it. And then it'd be like, and before you do that, you need to put this yeah. on. It's like, 
Ah, you've got to take, all, take the part. all the parts to yeah. put that bolt in. So it's a bit. Yeah. It wasn't. It's not been the best. It no. is literally like McCartney. So we only took. Um, we only did a little bit down at the plot because we didn't have too much time. So we took the door and the window home. We brought them home so we could do those bits, bits and bobs at home, which we did. Um, now. In the dead of night. In the dead of night. Was in it a storm? Was it Tuesday? Oh, yeah, that was hilarious, actually. Yeah. So we're not actually allowed on our plot um, past a ha half an hour after dusk. Mm -hmm. That's So the plots are open half an hour before dusk, half an hour after dusk. This was about eight o'clock at night, wasn't it? No, yeah. it must have been less than that. I think it was but, probably yeah, it was six o'clock. Yeah. And um, went down in the dark and I basically angled the car so that the headlights were going down the plot. Would I get out? And i tell you what happened before. <laughs> this cracked me up. I was sat in the car waiting for Rishenta to come out of the house and I saw a glimmer out of the corner of my eye and I thought, what's this? I'm sure I've just seen something out, out of the corner <laughs> of my eye. I couldn't work it out. And then I looked properly out the window and there is our dog with a high-vis vest on and a light-up collar. And I was like... <laughs> Safety first, guys. <laughs> it's like, what the hell is going on? And it's basically, you'd get, you'd got him ready for being in the dark night. But I tell you, that was quite good because he likes to have a little wonder around, doesn't he? And in the dark, because he's dark, he's, he's grey, you can't see him, can That's you? That's my thinking. We'd lose him. Mm. So I dangled the car and... Um, we basically hot-footed it down there because I needed to get some compost for a grow-along that I did. So oh, no, sew-along. Yeah, we've got grow-along. It's all growing. We did a sew-along and then we picked up the, the thing for the greenhouse. So I did a sew-along on TikTok Live and I really enjoyed it. And I think I think we had like about 300 viewers, something like that at one point. Anyway, it was lovely just sowing me seeds um and um being told what i should be what I should be sowing i was like what's everybody else sowing tomatoes peppers no not us not yet not according <laughs> to charles dowding not yet not until next month um so i think i'm going to do that again when i get a bit of uh when i've got a few things to, to sow i think i might do another little live uh, and, and actually off the back of that um Iswe got in touch with us, who is also on TikTok. He's also on um, Instagram as well. I think his, his, you'll like his name, it's for plant's sake. I love it. Yeah. So that's his little, um, his little uh, handle. And um, we're going to do a, a TikTok live tomorrow, Monday evening as well, where we're just going to talk about garden stuff, which would be really exciting. Um, and then we had valentine's day so there's two types of people in this relationship <laughs> yeah there's two of us in this relationship i woke up to jen beaming at me going you checked your phone babe and i was like no just waking up she's like check your phone really proud of herself had bought me for valentine's a earthworm named after me from the british soil association yeah. is it i named a worm after her so proud i honestly so you make a donation and there is now a now is now a worm i can't remember where the gardens are i'm not very good with this I might have a little look actually oh i don't know there's a garden basically that has a, an earthworm it's got a worm heap a, a wormery 
and I've named a worm after you. So I think that's love. And the, the heading was, would you still love me if I was a worm? Yes, I'd still love you, you if go. you were a worm. You love worms. Yeah, I do love worms. They are good. And then I was looking at the pothos in our bedroom and thought, oh, that, that leaf looks very heart-shaped. And I thought this a few days before, and I thought, I'm going to use that to make Jen's card. And I used it on seed paper and stuck it on the middle. Nice love heart shape leaf from our pothos. And yeah. but I couldn't pothos really love you more. Which I thought was quite sweet. I didn't even see that. Are you kidding me? I am being What do you deadly... think the writing on the front of the card, either side of the heart shaped leaf said? In my defence, the writing, because it's seed paper, it's on a darker seed paper, couldn't actually... 100% see it clearly but I thought I, I thought you said I couldn't possibly love you anymore and it says pothos and I, I totally missed it that's, that's the pun <laughs> I always do something you know I did one for you didn't I once I, I drew a picture of a tractor on your card and I said you're really a tractor Riv it's honestly <laughs> our cards we, hate, we hand make them every year and they are they just get more funny or more cheesy as the years go on. I yeah, think. better and better. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, so yes. So we did that. I did. I did something garden based, and oh, you did, did something garden based too. So there you go. Um, got, got the bug. We well, got the worm. <laughs> <laughs> love bug. The love worm. Oh, doesn't sound quite the same. No. We um had a couple of friends who had sent listings of Facebook Marketplace for green oh this is monday see so, yeah we've we've oh yeah bloody it was monday. again oh well either way um so they'd sent uh a greenhouse free greenhouse obviously we don't need another bloody greenhouse we've fed up with that bloody debacle um and also it was glass but inside them were some tables and i thought well i don't want the greenhouse but i'll have the table so mm -hmm. i got in touch with her i said look i'll offer you a bit of money for those tables she said, um, she said, all oh, the tables go to whoever takes the greenhouse. I said, oh, unfortunately not, because um, I've already got one, blah, blah, blah. And then left it. And then um, I said to you, I said, can you just message this woman and see if those tables are up <laughs> for sale? And so you dropped her a message as well. Yeah. I did. What did she say back to you? She basically said that... Um, she was going to offer them to the highest bidder because they hadn't been taken with the greenhouse. Mm. So I offered her twenty quid. Yeah, and then I and then she messaged me and said, "I'm taking. I've been offered. I've been offered some money." So she was trying to basically play us off against each other, not knowing that we knew each other. <laughs> and so she's like, oh, "I've been offered some money for these. If it goes to the highest bidder." And I said, "Well, you know, I've got I've got twenty quid. Really, you know, I don't want to spend too much on allotment stuff." And you're like, "Can collect." Day, yeah you? i can collect today yeah no problem um and then she was like yeah okay if you want to come and collect she hadn't messaged you back at all has she it was just me she obviously yeah. liked me more than you so I went and collected this these bits and um, there were a couple of tables and she said oh look this one's got broken legs and whatever and i said look i'll give you 30 quid for the, both of the tables and, and um she was like and she's like oh 35 and i thought actually no because the legs on that one are bloody broke so i couldn't be bothered with that Got it on the into the car, didn't we? We got it onto the top of the car and yeah. we drove off and stuff. Next thing, you got a message, didn't you? Yeah. 
saying. Um, there's there's still one set left. So when would you like to collect it? And I thought I haven't even responded. <laughs> no, I did respond. I didn't respond. She messaged me in the morning saying, "I've got something. Somebody coming later, so um, I'll let you know." And I thought, "Oh, okay. Well, it is what it is." And I knew it was Jen anyway. Mm. And then I didn't say here nor there and she said to Jen well I've got somebody else that's interested so if you don't take them they will I thought go on then love. me wouldn't it <laughs> and then you didn't want to remember we it haven't anyway. even come to any sort of agreement there's no conversation at all about this she was just using it for a bit of anchorage yeah. so we haven't done too much down the plot as such well um, no we we caught we caught we didn't do much Monday did we, we just, we've done a lot just in general so today we went down to the uh, allotment and I feel like I need a fanfare or drum roll. I might find a sound effect for this. Let's just pause a second for some sound effect. Okay. We bloody did the greenhouse. And we've nearly finished it. And when I say nearly finished it, I mean all we need to do is silicone it. And it's bloody well done. Yeah, it's, it's up. It's oh. all singing or dancing. Oh my god! Right, so that's taken how many flipping weeks? We bought oh, it too many. We bought it New Year. It's taken a lot of weeks and a lot of people. Yeah, it's like seven weeks, I think. A lot of swearing and a lot of head scratching and a lot of taking apart and putting back together again. Yeah, I'm so over it. I'm so. And the over door it. wouldn't fit today. I had to walk away for a minute. I was like, <laughs> "You can do one," and I walked away. I was like, you do one. Yeah, it but was. But it was, it, like, it wasn't major. And this, the instructions, they're like, two men, you're going to need two men, a ladder. You don't need a ladder. Anyway, two men, a ladder, a spanner. Absolutely not. You're going to need a square. You're going to need an army of 5,000. You're going to need um, translation. Power tools. Power tools. Mm -hmm. Give you this stupid little flimsy spanner for the whole thing piss off hun actually yeah, if we'd have done there's no way we'd still be there no absolutely not no so God's green earth. we would have still been there next year so i would probably say if somebody is tempted to buy one online have a handyman make it for you if you're not that confident if not get one on marketplace or something like that and uh, you know take it down yourself because the chances are you're going to take it down in panels or whatever um but yeah, the out sunny greenhouse is an absolute freaking mess. It was a lot. Anyway. I mean, you know, like I said, we're very handy. But yeah. Jeez Louise. I know, it's harsh. So I feel like that is a bit of a chapter that's closed now. Fingers yeah. crossed. You watch, we'll get down there and all the way, all the pains will be on the other allotments and stuff like that. Um, we did have a couple come out the other night when we went down late night and there was a couple out. And we were hunting today, around. Was... We were hunting around all the green, all the other people's plots for our bloody greenhouse panes. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So, so, so. Yesterday, didn't do anything down the W apart from I went to collect some bits. Yeah. I went to get the rest of the greenhouse. What else did I need to get? Bit for the greenhouse. Oh, you needed to put my name down for that amazing workshop that's going on down there. And there was something else I that you know. asked me to do, but I can't remember. Anyway, it's yeah. always the way. And then today, sorry, she's just bloody yawning. Don't worry, I'll she's carry on. Yawn. Love. I'm so tired. Been out like the fresh air wipes you out, doesn't it? Absolutely knackered today. I 
feel like my body has just seized up instant i know this is becoming one of them programs one of them shows where you listen in and they're just doing nothing but moaning but that greenhouse was hot we're all it's all real life guys it's all real real life here greenhouse was a debacle we've done it that's done and bloody dusted then tidied up the water butt area and we were hunking that big water butt around um which is next to it that potting table we then went to put inside the greenhouse and it didn't fit i think this table must have been made to measure for the for that lady's greenhouse yeah because the the lady's greenhouse was actually six by four mm, which no, ours six is six by eight what's ours six by eight? eight. Oh, six by eight christ um but it was just i think because where some of our frame faces inwards it's got a lip it was just it was that tiny bit i'm talking probably an inch tiny bit wasn't it no maybe yeah. two inches but yeah it was just was an inch just, between friends <laughs> an inch either end but it was just a little bit um a little bit well too snug it couldn't go in it would have popped the windows out yeah so so we had yeah. to saw it off use the chainsaw chainsaw burnt out which i now have a video of it so it's going back um and so then we had to call call basically the fifth emergency service which is our friends tess and tim and tim came with his reciprocal saw um sawed that bad boy right down he also helped with the water butt as well bless him still in his nice fans he's tall and strong in he so yeah yeah so we, boy. we got the table in there and then i started putting all the pots and things oh, in there really see yeah. so it's our dog's 10th birthday today um i don't know if i've said it enough like you wouldn't have heard it but i've been saying it all day he's had he's had his own video and everything he's been oh. um so i wanted to take him to his favorite place which is the beach so i didn't want to leave it too late to get too dark so i've essentially left jen for a fair few hours on our own so i don't know the entirety of the progress well don't worry darling i'm here to tell you exactly what i've just done i put the pots in there now you know that i've um been on the scrounge for pots and stuff and i've i've been to garden centers yeah and, and... i kept saying to you do you not think there's enough now do you not th do you not think that's enough now because we have thousands i would tend to agree with you slightly now um <laughs> i put the smaller pots inside the greenhouse and i actually i actually put them into like um size order and stuff eight minutes i videoed myself doing it, it took me eight minutes just to put them in size order um tell me you're autistic without telling me you're autistic <laughs> and then on the um and then the larger pots i've then put by the shed we do have a lot of pots i don't think i'm going to fill them all i have to be honest but it's nice to see so i reckon what we'll do is we'll probably go and take some pots back to the garden center and just donate those ones because yes um we do have pots for days um and then after i did that i was just moving the the horse muck still still doing the horse muck mcgobbins so we got to the point now where we've come so far forward that we're actually on the pile of horse muck and so it's incredibly difficult and i don't know whose stupid idea it was to put the horse muck on black on the black plastic stuff on the because well, the thing is we wanted to get cardboard down before the manure delivery but when we went the yeah. same day as manure, manure delivery in the morning to get the cardboard yeah but we didn't even need it that's what i'm saying we didn't even need to have cardboard down or anything manure could just go straight on the grass no problem and then you could then dig it up really nice but yeah but all it was was that we'd used that we'd used that 
black sheet as a weed, weed suppressant at the front. Mm. And we were going to replace it for cardboard before the manure delivery because we don't need it there. Mm. And we didn't get we didn't get the cardboard as it happens because there was a bit of a mm. miscommunication or whatever. For whatever reason, it yeah. sort of fell through the day of the delivery. And so well, she now just packed I t- it up like a Tonka truck and chucked it on there. <laughs> she did have a bit of a Tonka truck. So now what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to do that bit that I don't like. The lumpy bumpy bit at the back. I just I'm not looking forward to doing it. But so explain explain so, what you mean by the lumpy. I think bumpy I already bit. have. It's this this part towards the back area towards the the back of our plot, and it's very unlevel. It's all got all the couch grass way the couch grass. It's got um, it's just there's just it's just not very nice, and I'm gonna have to take it back to there. So load some more muck off there so then i can go forward a little bit more with the front bit and then do some at the back and of course because that's at the back of the bloody plot you know up and down up and down up and down um so i was doing the horse muck anyway we did add some so we found some bags of compost which i don't think it was the best compost but i thought what i'm going to do is stick this in the composter We'll put it through again. We'll put it on a rinse cycle, shall we? The good thing is, is um, it the weight of it will compress what's mm. already in there, mm. which is quite nice and hot and toasty already. This is what I was going to say. So I opened up the bin and it was well warm. So I'm going to get a thermometer. You can get them off like Timu. You can, well, I'd rather not get them off Timu, but actually eBay, just as bad anyway. They're all bloody, they're all from China, no matter how you look at it. So um, I'm going to get a thermometer. And I'm going to test and see how actual warm it really is because there was steam, like it was warm in there. I'm so excited. And the greenhouse, we didn't realise how warm that. Oh my god, yeah. That's the whole reason for them. But you know what? Actually, I think that today was incredibly warm. Like as you'd gone off, I sent you a video. It was golden hour, and I was sat there, and there's a bloody ice cream van going past. So I was like, only in Bournemouth will you find an ice cream van in February. I love that. That's mad. It was mad, absolutely mad. So that's what we did this week. So um, I've obviously, like I said, I've got some seeds and whatever that I've been sowing, but I have kind of stopped sowing them, or not stopped sowing them, but there's a whole genre which I haven't accounted for because um, it's not on Charles Dowding's calendar. He's got a few flowers, but he hasn't got a huge amount. So I felt a little bit out of my depth um with the flower side of things i would really like to kind of walk into the plot and have flowers on the entrance and so i reached out to somebody called Gemma, who has um she's on social media as color wheel garden and she just does amazing flowers and i just thought she knows what she's talking about more than me let's get her on the on the program shall we let's get her on the show brilliant so um shall we listen to our little um recording with her yeah so um up next is us and Gemma's interview yay thank you for listening guys <laughs> so hello lovely to speak to you Gemma really really appreciate you coming on the pod lovely to speak to you Jen and Rashinda. you're absolutely lovely people and I'm very excited to be here thank you so tell me all about yourself because I've seen you on I've seen you on TikTok doing these beautiful displays and I'm very much I mean I love a bunch of flowers don't get me wrong but the the displays that you're doing are insane you are exceptionally kind thank you i'm so my name's Gemma. 
I have an account recently on TikTok, very new to that, and on Instagram called Colour Wheel Garden because I'm obsessed with all colours of all flowers in the garden. And I grow my own cut flowers and I'm all about celebrating British seasonal sustainable flowers that are all grown, nothing flown. And I just am challenging myself to make something each week, even in the depths of winter, which I've not done before. So I'm enjoying doing that. And thank not you. Easy, is it? No, it's a big challenge, but I'm enjoying it because I'd far rather have a celebration of the garden right now than something imported, dunked in chemicals, wrapped in cellophane. I'd rather celebrate what's going on in the garden immediately yeah. now. And actually, there is, this is part of the challenge, but there is so much beauty out there, whether it's just crocuses or snowdrops or hellebores, there is actually a lot to be celebrated. So let's celebrate it. Yeah, I saw your right. roundabout, the roundabout with the crocuses on. Yes, yeah, that's just in my um, hometown and I honestly think it's so lovely. It's swathes of lilac crocus and right now at this time of year it's just a joy to see. So, And I thought that was really inspiring, far more colourful than my garden right now. So I was like, ooh, noted for next <laughs> Definitely the There's same with There's something really joyous, isn't there, of like the first the first little ones popping out and you're like, oh, spring is coming because yeah. all mm. these little flowers are coming out and yeah. I just love it. We don't, really get, we don't really get that down here because whereabouts are you? Near Cheshire? Yeah, I am. So I'm in a little town called Sandbatch in Cheshire and yeah. they have lovely gardeners here and I wish they'd do the same for the neighbouring town crew, which is where I'm originally from. Yeah. They have lots of daffodils, but I wish they'd put that same investment into the roundabouts because yeah. they look wonderful. We don't really... I mean, we're right coastal, so we have uh, boats on our roundabouts, but also <laughs> loads of pampas grass, like pampas. Yeah, yeah. Pampas Central. It's pampas Central. If you need pampas, well, I was looking at pampas grass one year because I was thinking, oh yeah, I just want to make a little display, and it was like three stems for twelve quid, and I thought, yeah. no, I'm going down to the roundabout. <laughs> Trusty round and it's there. such a great it plant to grow. It, it just it's so abundant. You can divide it and have so much, and it is amazing for a display. But you've have you heard about pampas? That if it used to be planted in the front garden, it used to be a sign that you're a swinger. I thought that's yeah. brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely. So the thing is, all our parents had it, so now growing yeah. up, we're like mortified. <laughs> You still yeah, see it now. It's still see it now. If you see it like um. If you see a bungalow and it's got it's got the pampas in, it's the first thing I think about. It's like, oh, I know what they're up to. <laughs> it's like the pineapples as well. So Jen's mum likes ornamental, like gold pineapples and stuff. So me and Jen's sister last time we visited just started turning them upside down. <laughs> like... oh, I don't know one. I don't know about the pineapples. Yeah, it's a swinger thing. If you've got a pineapple turned upside down, it's a swinger thing. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'll be keeping my eye out for gold pineapples as well now. I'll be going around my grand's house going, what's this gold pineapple? <laughs> no, just turn it upside down, Gemma. Just turn it upside if down. It's on the front door, turn it upside down and walk away. Okay. It's the best thing you've ever done. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to flowers. So, now we've digressed totally. So, yeah. so you're not a florist. But I feel no. like your talents are florist worthy. That is very kind of you. No, so I've grown on allotments. I have grown and sold flowers. It was a bit dove into the deep end. I worked at a beautiful 
perennial nursery with an acre and a half garden. So I had no real prior experience in gardening. I'd worked in garden centres, but nothing major. And um, I took this job on and the lady there, Sue Beasley, wonderful, wonderful lady, said, would I like to use the front of her land to grow and sell cut flowers? And prior to that, I'd just grown a couple of cosmos and a couple of tulips at my allotment. So it was a big leap. And um, you don't think of it at the time, but all of a sudden you're starting to think about the stems you're getting off everything. Because let's say you have 30 to 50 stems in just a jam jar bouquet and you want to sell just 10. Well, that's 300 to 500 stems a week. And when you haven't been growing, thinking about that, to go suddenly from a few cosmos and a few tulips to, oh, my gosh, I need 500 stems every single week for six months. It's quite a leap. So I'm really grateful for that deep end learning curve. And everybody was lovely. And to my amazement, they bought my arrangements. And right at the beginning, I'm going to be really honest, they were awful. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> but everybody was so supportive and they improved. And one of the wonderful things was because it was a nursery so the people who went there were really gardeners and you know what us gardeners are like we want real good bang for buck yeah selling flowers to gardeners was a little bit like selling ice to Eskimos it forced me to improve and improve fast so I I don't think I've got there yet but I've really enjoyed that process of growing and trialing new stuff and to all the lovely people who supported me when I've been learning and still learning to this day. One day I will learn floristry properly, but I've done odd workshops online and odd YouTube um, lessons, but nothing official yet. Maybe one day. Yeah, they're absolutely amazing. So are you still, do you still have your allotment? Or have no, so I kind of got to the place where I spread too thin. So I had my allotment in Sandbach and my garden at home and my um, job at Bluebell Cottage Gardens and the plot at the front set growing and selling cut flowers. And then I was also working for a guy called Higgled Garden, a cut flower seed company, and it just all became a bit too much and I felt spread too thin. So I had that land available at Bluebell Cottage Gardens for a year and a half to two years. So I knew my term was coming to an end anyway. So I thought what I'll do is I'll just pull everything back and I know my partner and I are really hoping to move somewhere and find land ha, with our champagne taste and beer. Oh, but honestly, <laughs> we're exactly the same. We're in a little two-bedroom flat and we're yeah. we're saving money for a mortgage. I mean, a bit unsuccessfully because we, we've decided to get married. Um, and oh, um, thank you. Um, and we are literally like just want this outdoor space and it's got to the point where we're like, okay, in order to get what we want, it's probably better that we save more because i want tiny house big garden basically yeah you the same and this is, yeah and on right move it's always like if you look on it it's like oh an easy to maintain garden like it's a, a selling point i'm like i don't want an easy to maintain <laughs> garden i want produce damn it <laughs> you know and so um that's what we're looking forward to doing but in the process of that we're kind of celebrating this limbo stage that we're in rather than it being a bit of an awkward oh we're, we haven't moved yet and we we we've moved on from that chapter i've created a portable cutting garden in crate. i was gonna say are you still in trays explain to us i don't think Rashenda's actually quite seen this but explain what's cracking off in your garden right now cracking off it's it's uh, crates crates galore so where there was once grass there is now a sea of crates so you know um those 
storage crates that you get with holes in with you know handles on either side I went on eBay and got a load of second-hand crates I think 200 250 I got I can't remember quite a lot and um, shopped around and got a good deal and I'm literally just lining them with old compost bags and then I'm filling them with compost stabbing them and I'm literally just you know I've got a crate of tulips a crate of cerinthia a crate of euonymus a crate of um euonymus do I have euonymus <laughs> that's going on your, that's going straight yeah. to basket in a minute exactly but i've got different crates of different things and it's quite exciting because um it's kind of like getting to be the kid in the candy store i'm getting to grow a little bit of everything and then if something doesn't do well i just move that crate out of um, sight and go oh that doesn't matter right move it all up and it's quite handy so it's enjoyable and it's just to grow a bouquet a week for myself because that's all i've ever wanted to do and then scale up so it's kind of like I've come from reverse and I've kind of gone oh gosh I wish I'd done that differently let's try that again and then I can scale up which I'm excited for I love that and then if you move in the meantime you just pack it all away and take it with you exactly and it's I've so got a good. lot of friends with vans who um, I'll be cashing in all the favors from I'll be like your van is going to have plants and your van is going to be filled with plants and everybody's van is going to be filled with plants so yeah I'll be cashing in all favors from everybody I know who owns a van <laughs> we did very similar when we moved here didn't we yeah. so I have a lot of house plants as well which are getting a bit neglected I think and <laughs> you did have a lot of potted we have a lot of potted plants. Potted plants. Outdoor. Oh, out, outdoor yeah. plants. Yeah. And I vividly remember uh, Rashenda's dad with the trailer, literally all the plants in the trailer moving along. And I think I was following in the car or he was following me, but I yeah. was just like keeping a bee. Ideally, what I wanted is someone in the back of the trailer clinging on to dear life to all these plants <laughs> for me. That's what I wanted. Um, but they're your babies. Yeah, they're my babies. Exactly. I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't get opted to sit in the middle and just yeah. hug. Yeah, <laughs> next time. Next time she will. Yeah, absolutely. You'll be holding on to them all for dear life. No, I get that. I, I do think like seat belts and, um, you know, yeah. bungee cords will be purchased, anything to protect them. Right. So I've got um I've got a quick fire round, actually, which I feel like this would be good. It's a this or that. It's nothing. It's nothing too pressurised. Right. Okay. <laughs> daddy or chips? Oh, daddy. What does that say? About daddy me? or chips? Rishenda's just said this to me. She said, I don't get it. What is it? And I said, it's the advert, Daddy or Chips. And nobody gets it. <laughs> I don't know what that says. Um, it was an advert. advert. Right, I'll explain exactly what it is, right? It was this advert and it was like, it was for Daddy sauces. You know, like the brown oh, sauces. Like brown sauce. Yeah, yeah. And it was like Daddy <laughs> or Chips. And it's these kids choosing chips over their daddy it that's it was a thing maybe i'm really old maybe that's what it is okay let's stop let's stop okay sun or snow oh sun beach or city beach Ooh, board games or video games board game sunrise or sunset sunset i'm not an early bird Oh, I love the sunset. I was, I, we just had the golden hour tonight and it was amazing. It was so lovely. Uh, tulips or sunflowers? Ooh, tulips. Roses or ranunculus? Roses. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Crunchy. See, silly hats or silly socks? Oh, silly everything. <laughs> <laughs> just silly. Um, <laughs> time machine or magic wand? Oh, Oh, magic wand. Cats or dogs? Oh, 
Hats just. Like, look like <laughs> Only just there you go. That's it. That was it. Um, I feel like a quick fire round is a good way to see somebody, you know, to to get to know somebody. Do you? It does. I'm able to retract the daddy and chips bit though. <laughs> daddy and chips. I'm telling you now. Right. I'm going to send like, you after this. I'm going to send you the link. Yeah, I know the advert. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to. I can maybe it was a bit out there. I'm going to send you the link when uh, when we finish. You you'll be like, oh, I get it. She's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Sounded like a different sort of podcast for a second, didn't it? It did, didn't it? <laughs> Two girls, one plot. What can I say? Right. So you earlier in the week, I sent you a list. So I've got. Uh, well, we have got. Sorry. Um, I've got. We've got a list of flowers that we're growing now. I would probably say like a third of that list that I sent to you are uh, wild kind of flowers and foliage and things like that that um, we're going to put in the area we had weed killer put on. So I don't really necessarily want to be growing food on that sort of area at the moment. And so my idea is, okay, I'm going to do wild perennials. Um, I'm going to do some medicinal plants and things like the chamomile, all that kind of stuff. That's going to go there. But then the rest of it were flowers and for cutting. And you said to me, it looks like a great list. However, <laughs> why don't you try and look at it in a simple way? So do you just want to explain how that was, what that was? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, this is kind of going back to if I could have a time machine um, versus the magic wand. If I had a time machine, this is what I'd go back and tell myself. Um, it would be focused just specifically on focal foliage filler, because what you can quite easily end up with is this lovely list of flowers that you want. And they might all actually be the same shape or they might all actually act in the same purpose. And when you start to divide it, if you, for instance, have Amimagus and Gypsophila and Salvias, you might class them all as filler. And you might go, oh, gosh, actually, where are my dahlias? Where are my sunflowers? What is my foliage? Am I going, what am I going to grow for foliage? Am I going to grow mint? Am I going to grow, you know, herbs? What am I going to grow? And if you divide them into those three sections, what you can start to do this is the real challenge, and this is very much do as I say and not do as I do, because um, I'm colour wheel garden, so I want to know about growing plants in every single colour. But the challenge is if you can restrict yourself, that's a real test of yeah. how good you are. I really think the more you can restrict yourself, the more successful you'll be. That's that's what I wish I'd yeah. listen to myself. And if I'd, if you say then if you split your time into seasons, so spring, summer, autumn, or each month, and you challenge yourself to grow one or two things from that column, but grow them really, really well. If you challenge yourself, maybe you say, I'm going to, for instance, for summer to autumn, I'm going to grow dahlias as my focal flower. And for filler, I'm going to grow amimagus or something else, phacelia, phoebe, phoebe, whatever you want. And for my foliage, maybe I'm going to grow cosmos. It's, it's buds will open and give me nice flowers, but it's also got this really nice feathery foliage. But if you just stick and say, no, I'm just growing dahlias, I'm just growing Ami and I'm just growing Cosmos. Well, and that's, you know, two packets of seed and a few tubers, but I'm going to grow them really, really well. You're going to get better success than if you have 50 packets of seeds that are all the same yeah. um, type. And, and that's how I would start because you can always add to it. Um, but that's how I would personally start. Or certainly that's the advice I would give myself going back in time, whether I take it or not is a different matter, but that's the advice I'd give. This is this is exactly it. So I 
um, then wrote it down uh, in kind of like a grid and I had focal foliage filler, spring, summer, autumn. And it basically looks like I've got about 50 fillers for summer <laughs> and autumn. And that's about it. So uh, I ha it has made me look. There are some other ones that I, I would like to kind of just get. I definitely have bought with my eyes because I and also... You know, the flowers that I really would like to grow are kind of like hot pokers. All of them are very pokery and and tall. And uh, like, for instance, um, what have I got there that's quite delphiniums? Um, you've got your snapdragons, um, things like that. So I do have obviously like little other bits and bobs in there as well. Um, but the majority of them all look very similar. And um, it sounds like you've got a lot of spikes. Spiky, so there you go, spiky yeah. ones. Yeah. So the thing is, what I envisage in my eyes is like, so walking into our allotment plot, it will be kind of like a gate almost, as if you're going in through a, a kind of slanting gate. And on either yeah. side, lots of different pots, will all with hmm. these spiky bits. And I just, I think, I think it looked lovely. But in my head now, I'm thinking, actually, it's going to look good for two months. It's going to look good for like, <laughs> it's going to look good for the end of summer and autumn. So moving on to kind of next year, or maybe I might add some more for autumn. Um, that's definitely something I need to look at. But it's honestly the best advice anybody has ever given me on flowers. Like, I mean, flowers just make me happy in general. But actually to have somebody say, OK, well, if you actually want to do this and you want to grow your own flowers for your for cut flowers at home and things like that, actually, you're missing out on a few bits and bobs there. And that's exactly what this list has managed to do. Um, so yeah, I am going to. It's great that you've gone for what you love because we all do it, don't we? I mean, I'm a bit of, I love the umbellifers and it wasn't until I went to put it together when I was like, oh, let me pick up this Ami Majus and this Alcamilla Mollis and then let me put up this Sweet Millium. And I was like, why is it flat? Why does my bouquet <laughs> look rubbish? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, they're all the same shape. Yeah. Oh, and then and I know it sounds obvious but if you're not thinking about it and you're just going with what your heart craves you may end up with this lovely spiky arrangement which might look beautiful you might love loads of snapdragons and delphiniums together but you might also find yourself going ah it's all the same I wish yeah. I'd grown Shape is definitely a thing. Um, last year on our friends' allotments, we had a little patch of our friends' allotment last year, and she was growing every veg known to man. So I thought I'm going to grow flowers, and so we did um, ranunculus that Ooh. were eaten. Uh, so we oh, didn't no. get any of those. No, um, we did uh, scabies, um, scabiosa. We did, cosmos, didn't we? we did cosmos and delphiniums and cafe the That's it, yeah. the dahlias yeah. which i've still got so i've kept we pulled them and i've I've kept those and um so in my head like the i think bang for your buck those dahlias are like they just come and they keep on coming and they it's absolutely crazy and so in my head i was like right that's my that's my focal flower i've got this big massive flower then i'm gonna have like little delphiniums and things like that poking out there me spikes and then i've got things like the scabiosas and the cosmos and things like that as well um i've got some carpet snow as well i think that might look quite nice but just uh literally just all those like hodgepodge and then i think that's nice but i think 
yeah, it's going to be nice for two months. <laughs> so it's now I need to think about extending that season now, which I think yeah. I'm probably, I think we're in trouble of doing that with the allotment just in general with the veg anyway. Yeah, because this is what I was saying to you the other day, isn't it? Like, how do we keep the turnover? How do we keep the turnover? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's not easy, is it? It's not easy at all. No. But it's great that you've considered those shapes. And then, of course, you can consider your succession. So you might have your hardy annuals that you sow in autumn that come up a bit earlier, your half hardies that you sow in spring, which come up a bit later, your biennials in June. And and by keeping up that succession and doing something maybe every few weeks, so maybe you sow whatever it might be, calendula, at the first week of April, but then you also sow it at the first week of May, you know you're just encouraging oh, yourself yeah. to get blooms that way yeah and i hadn't even thought about that i hadn't even <laughs> thought about the succession really as well so that's really that's really cool i think you're going to have a really beautiful cutting garden and i think something i really want to applaud you on is that straight away you said i'm sticking to like this light color scheme oh yeah and i'm like that's brilliant that you've already thought of a color palette yeah. again very much not in my territory of color no but wheel. you know what i think <laughs> we might just do um so like this year all the whites and um whites and greens and things like that and then mm. obviously the wild wild bit it will, it will be just a whole explosion of color i can imagine and then next year i might incorporate different colors now that being said we do have plants that came from our house they're currently at Rashenda's mum and dad's house things like bright the brightest orange like lilies i love lilies yeah, um yeah lilies there are oh we've got hydrangea blue hydrangea as well over there so these things will come down to the the plot with us and um next year i might do another color scheme a different color scheme and just yeah. incorporate them different i just think this time white i think it needs to be white calm before you walk into yeah. the crazy craziness that is the plot i think and that's the beauty of growing particularly annuals and things. You can change it. You're not stuck. Mm. And you get so much more bang for your book. I mean, I'm lucky. Like I say, I work for Hickled Garden, this cut flower seed company. He's a lovely guy. He lives on a narrowboat. He's, and he's on a really... boat, doesn't he? Yeah, on a barge. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, ever awesome. so nice. And he, um, he kind of opened my eyes to annuals. And I was like, my God, they're brilliant. Because if you think about it just from a, not only your own profit point of view from what you're spending, but if you were to ever sell them, that if, say, you grow a peony plant, it might cost you £20. You're going to get about two weeks of interest and at best six stems. Not very good. Whereas, as you know from growing Cosmos or Dahlias, they're cut and come again. They Once go you and go grow, and go. Yeah. Buckets of flowers. It makes so much more sense. And a bit unlike veg, like, you know, you must have experienced the courgette glut where you get a bit sick of the taste of courgette because you have it with every meal. But I think the beauty of flowers is if you do manage to like really restrict yourself and challenge yourself to limit yourself as much as possible, you don't really get bored because, you, you yeah, you might be bringing home the same dahlias and the same cosmos, but you can make a flower crown one week. You can make a lovely arrangement. You can give them as a gift to somebody else. You can make a posy. You, you can start This is how where your inspiration week. comes in, isn't it? Like your inspiration of all those different things even the, even today's for instance was brilliant awesome oh thanks so let's so easily so easily kind of thought up and it's just like it's like so simple really but you wouldn't have ever thought about it and i thought yeah that's brilliant but yeah you've got some leftovers flower over flowers bloody do it amazing yeah really good that idea 
play. I think they give you an excuse to be creative. And on a sunny August day, when you've got, you know, a spare 15 minutes or you're sick of weeding, you can go, oh, well, you can tell yourself that you're doing something very productive and carve out that 15 minutes to play with flowers, which I think is very good for the soul and yeah. good for the bees. And yeah, just wonderful. How did you do, so with uh, with Higgledy, um, they concentrate on like sustainable, so grow not flown. Is that correct? Yeah. Higgledy Gardens a cut flower seed company. He just sells seeds himself. So he grows some of the seeds himself. He also imports some of them and he goes and visits a lot of the growers. So a lot of them are British farms, but he's in contact with most of the suppliers. But obviously That's what I like to hear. Season. I like to hear that a lot. <laughs> yeah, and he'll be open about everything. But um obviously being on a narrow boat, he is limited to how much he can grow. I know his dream would be to eventually have land that he could grow all the seeds himself on but right now understandably that's not possible but he does his absolute best to know where he's getting his seeds from and it's just it's really lovely to be a part of it it's um, a great place to be a part of and he's forever popping up and visiting places and creating new gardens and leaving a little bit of sunshine and joy which the bumblebees can enjoy and he's forever in touch with what you grow and I think it's really it's been nice both having Sue as a boss from Bluebell Cottage Gardens who's grown these perennials, which has opened my mind up to what fantastic perennials can make wonderful cut flowers. And then on the other side, Ben on Higgledy Garden, who grows mostly annuals as well as biennials. And it's been a great, you know, like I say, to go from not really knowing much about gardening. If you'd asked me five years ago, what's a hydrangea? I probably would have gone, I don't know. Wow. Um, so it's been and now nice... look at you, giving us advice on our little journey. Look. <laughs> Look how no, much I'm going. obsessive. I'm obsessive. I'm one of these people that you know. Once you've got the bit between something, I'm there up until three in the morning reading a book, and Dad's like, "Go to bed." Same. Yeah, she, I get it. <laughs> shaking her, <laughs> nodding her head and pointing at me. Because... On the moment that we got like the the slight whisper that we might be getting an allotment within the next few months, that was it, twenty four seven. And I was like, "Can we watch something other than gardening, please?" Like, I'd wake up and she'd be there on her phone with some Charles Dowding video and then I'd come home and she'd be there watching what's it called Monty Don and I was just like can we just would, can we just watch something else <laughs> I know but that's it once you get the bite and apparently it kind of runs in my family like the gardening streak and things like that do you does it run in your family are your family gardeners or not at all no my my folks were not into gardening at all I now know what we had amongst the weeds I'm like oh we had hollyhocks and muscari but at the time I was like they're blue bubbly things and tall spiky things and I knew nothing and they couldn't care less about it and and I hadn't really got an interest but I suppose looking back I did used to literally ask if I could sneak into my neighbor's garden and ask him about the plants so maybe there was an interest there that I just didn't pay attention to yeah maybe but, uh, funny but I think that gardening bug one they should it really should come with a warning because when it hits you it hits you hard but I think it's it's a healthy thing to be obsessed with I mean yeah. like you know yeah it being obsessed with plants and nature and doing good for nature I don't think it's really a bad thing at all so yeah I, I embrace this obsession I indulge it <laughs> buy plants buy seeds let's look after the bees and enjoy it Sod it there could be a <laughs> lot worse things out there let's face it this is actually oh. a really healthy yeah hobby well yeah. Let, well this is what peed me off when i went into i don't know if you know 
I know I said I put this to bed, but this is what peeped me off when we were talking about seeds and not knowing where the seeds come from and things like that, because, it, you know, we we do think we're doing great. You know, it, the same with the plants and things like that. We're buying plants or buying flowers. A lot of them have already been potted up in peat, like although I think that's illegal now. But um, yeah, a lot of them, you know, potted up in peat and things like that. And it's like you think that you're doing good, but actually it's really capitalist. That it's a really capitalist nature, and it's actually yeah. like very mono monoculture, uh, monocrops, not poly poly um, crops or anything like that. And that's can be really detrimental. So I think finding a supply that's sustainable for your seeds and growing them your own, you know, growing your own at home as, as well is just definitely much more beneficial. And I personally cannot wait to have cut flowers at home that I've grown absolutely and I think I applaud you for asking the questions because I think ultimately that's all we can do I mean in the world we live in we can't really recreate society from the ground up just yet but anyway you know when the apocalypse comes yeah. I mean I'm half joking we don't know what's coming at the moment climate change all that jazz but um I think if we ask the questions if you go into your florist and say do you have any British flowers the chances are they'll probably say no we don't we don't have the demand but if you're asking for them and you obviously then go in and buy them because don't make somebody go after their way to support a british flower grower and then not buy the buggers but if you ask these questions if you ask have you got british seeds it encourages people to know there's a demand there and and i think us as gardeners we don't want our impact to be on the planet anything but positive gardening should in its definition be green it shouldn't yeah. be something that causes the extinction oh, of bees. you should always yeah i always say like um you should never take out the planet more than you put back in that's the yeah absolutely yeah but i so, think i think it's great that you're asking the questions and i think the more we can all just positively ask those questions we don't need to be rude but we can say do you have this do you have that it, it at least gets the demand knowing because in this capitalist culture that we live in people will go where the money is so if people know there's a demand for british if people know there's a demand for seasonal and sustainable they'll make it happen which yeah. is a wonderful thing so we can make a positive impact i think the ripple effect can be huge in the gardening community i do think so too so just before we sign off um where can we find you if some if somebody wants to go and check out your beautiful colors check out your tubs <laughs> your crates <laughs> check out all that kind of stuff where can they find you and what do you do so I'm called Colour Wheel Garden on both Instagram and very recently TikTok. And I grow my own cut flowers just from the garden. And I share what I learn as I go. And I encourage other people to grow their own or ask for British flowers or wherever you are in the world. And seasonal, sustainable arrangements. Just enjoy bringing a little piece of the outdoors indoors in a non-detrimental way. So, of course, light on your water peat-free compost always using what's available that season and just enjoy and celebrate our beautiful scented seasonal flowers that's me <laughs> thank you so much for spending the time with us i'm sure i will probably send you a fair, fair few more messages as the time goes <laughs> on um and um, thanks for being part of our journey your advice is just fantastic and i hope that obviously um there are listeners who um also really appreciate that advice as well so thank you very much oh, thank you you so too nice meeting you thank you so much oh, thank you bye bye, guys. Take care. bye. oh my god how amazing was she? 
so there you go i mean if there's anything to take away i think that the three the three points wasn't it was it focal <laughs> focal flowers foliage foliage and filler filler there you go <laughs> there you go Shanda was deeply staring into my eyes then willing me to give us some kind of psychic <laughs> ability yeah i did but listen so, i did genuinely listen so i like i said like i've i've split mine into three i've done the the focal filler and foliage and then spring summer and autumn and looking at it we've just got shit loads of flowers for the end of summer autumn and they're all filler flowers apart from the focal which is just the dahlias and stuff hardly any foliage really and so I think what I need to do for us is have a little look at, I mean, it might not happen this year. I always put too much on my plate. I'm always a bit hard on myself, but I'd love to have it all year round. Um, but we need to focus a little bit on, okay, how can we do all year round? How can we add foliage is one of them as well? Because, you know, when you go on seed websites and you're looking, well, you won't because I do it all, but... <laughs> You look for foliage and things like that. They're not, it's not easy to find things. And I think it's because foliage come from shrubs. Yeah. And things apart from if you're going to have mint, um, borage, is it borage or borage? Borage. Oh, it's it might be borage. Oh yeah. That's, that is sounds it? more like it. Know. No, it's borage. But <laughs> <laughs> still <gonna> <laughs> So I think actually if we should, so we should maybe focus on it, not instead of like, okay, let's get this whole year full of flowers. Um, let's just focus on a few more foliage. Yeah. And um, like flax. I saw flax the other day, actually. That looked really nice. Never seen it. Oh, it looks really nice. And you could do so much with flax. I'll be Googling after this. Well, that's what linen's made out of, isn't it? Flaxseed. And then I you, don't know. You tell me. Yeah, flaxy. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then also, I mean, it, I mean, your dad tells me so much about bloody flaxseed. He should be on the flax appreciation society. My dad's pretty good. He's got he's got memory like a sponge for things. Mm. He's quite good with the old foraging and mm. natural bits and bobs and identifying stuff, mm. isn't he? So I think I might um, this week. I might just have a little look at some more foliage ideas a little bit more of a think into it yeah and i'm also going to buy a nail brush yes and I desperately need to go down to the tip now because i've started tidying up now we've got the green house in place yeah, yeah, yeah for sure yeah. i was saying you'll feel so much better once you've got all the cardboard out the shed and got the greenhouse up because we can get all the pots in the greenhouse and then all the the little table and everything we need into in the shed and then we've just got more room to maneuver mm. and it just looks and feels better doesn't it definitely um i might so so i need to look at like actually what flowers i need to get sewing so i think i'm going to concentrate on flower sewing this week um because the only other thing is celery and i don't actually know if we've got a variety of celery to grow i need to double check that i think the only thing is celery and possibly chip the second early potatoes those potatoes are looking great they're chipping away nicely as well which is lovely for the firsts um and i think then it's i'm gonna definitely tomorrow i know exactly what i'm gonna do and i'm actually dreading it a little bit i'm gonna have to strim level 
move the I know I mean the the, the the patch that Jen's talking about is um sort of the, the dreaded area become the dumping ground because it is bag, essentially someone has wank. just dug and heaped sort of like soil I think it's like wasteland isn't it it might be and yeah. they've left it so it's like yeah. it's a bit like Teletubbies isn't yeah. it it's just mounds of green mm. I keep expecting one of them to pop out <laughs> <laughs> time for tubby bye bye get back in there <laughs> But yeah, it's very, it's very like moundy, and it's mm. just when you're doing no dig as well, you ultimately are scared to mm. touch the soil because you don't want to disturb mm. it. So I'm pissing yeah. my off, getting it, getting it shot, getting it shot. I, what I might do to break up the day a little bit is I might, you know, where we did a little bit of a footpath. I might actually wood chip that footpath and make me feel, make myself feel better. I've oh. yeah, I've been really excited to do that. Oh, do you want to do that? Is no, that no, saying? it's fine. No, that's not what you're saying. Oh, okay. No, I was just in my head. What I want to be doing is shoveling the manure and laying the path and things like that. I like get my hands dirty, get hands on. Because and to be fair, because I was so over the greenhouse, I just I did the tiniest little patch today, guys, of um, shoveling manure with the box that the greenhouse came in. So you can imagine the sort of size. Mm. And I just did a little bit. But I just needed to get away from that bloody thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, do you know what else I forgot forgot today? Forgot to say that we did. I um put a post in. Well, I put three posts in. So you did. And they're the wonkiest posts I've ever seen in all my life. Doesn't matter. It's a general guideline for the brassica cage and a guide hole for the post that's going to straighten up our um apple tree. So there you go. Okay. Yeah, I feel less hunky dory. Yeah. No so drama. no dramas, alarms at all. Anything else that I should be doing? I feel like it's weird now we haven't got the greenhouse there. It's all about that ground, isn't it? I tell you what, the ground. And then at some point, what I want to do is go foraging for some hazel sticks. Hazel. Yeah. Well, I'll take Daddy so, with you on that. You yeah. Hazel. So we can then start, especially with this knife, little pocket knife. Um. I say pocket knife like he's going to lynch yet. He's not going to lynch yet. He just likes to chop down things. <laughs> he's like a 14-year-old boy when you go away. When you go out for a walk, he's chopping down the nettles so they're not in the pathway and he's taking out bramble bushes so that you don't slice your legs up. He's very good. He's very useful to have about on a walk, actually. Um, but the hazel, because then we can start doing the structural things like the sweet peas that are now growing really, really well. Yeah. So we're going to have like a sweet pea pergola uh tp and um for runner beans and things like that so we can start placing things yeah. oh and i know what else i can oh look it's all coming out now I'm, I'm thinking of all these exciting things i can do this week strawberry pillars there you go yeah you can start building i think hazel tps look more aesthetically pleasing than canes don't they yeah as and well. i've actually been thinking about alufa and gourds as well um, because I really want them to kind of run, they're runners, so I would really like them to run over an archway. But actually, they can be quite heavy and um, don't work so well. But actually, if we got hazel one and did an actual like square kind of situation oblong, like a doorway, like yeah, a proper yeah. doorway with them, I think that's going to be much more stronger. And I'm sure I saw someone on YouTube or something do it the other day. So, yeah, that would be quite good. So, actually, really, really busy now still. Yeah. Now I think about it brilliant <laughs> i wonder at what point our cherry tree is going to stop blossoming as well 
I don't know, but I love it. I know. Love cherry blossom. I wanted to put our egg chair underneath it, but I was looking at it today and I think it's too low. Yeah, our egg chair, yeah, that's not going to work. It's not going to work underneath it. I feel like our egg chair is quite a big thing. I don't know if it, I don't know how it's going to. I think it needs to be on the other side. Mm. It will feature because I, I have, I just envisage in the summer sitting in there reading a book or whatever. You have a multitude of chairs to choose from. Yeah, I think so. On the windy path. Have our corner. Rattan lounge chair, lounge yeah. sofa. Yeah. Or you can sit on a hard plastic bench. <laughs> or if you so wish, there's a camping chair in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> That's not your fancy. Curl up with a book in our egg chair. Oh, you funny bugger. Kate Burrell. Lovely. So I feel like this week's been a little bit of a different week. Not so much. It's been a whirlwind. And then... We haven't had huge amounts to do at the pot, but it's been it's been a whirlwind. And then the yeah, it ended ended with this. So I look forward to next week. We're going to do the live with his way and um do the sewing and I'll get down there. And actually, because the nights are now, you know, they're coming in a little bit later on. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. You do get like an extra hour at the moment, which is it makes the world of difference. Tonight was just like amazing. I was just sat sat down the plot. There was only a few people down there. Yeah, and you know the sun was kind of setting, and the magpies were going mad. Sitting down there though, when there's nobody really there, you can have a little look and see. Okay, what pests are hanging about? Because we see the foxes there. We've got we some the, lovely foxes down there. The magpies we? were really. I mean, they do keep going. ripping open our compost. They're yeah. not so lovely, but did you screw that shut today? I did. That's good. That's another thing we did. Yeah. I screwed the front of the, you know, the little flappy bit where you get your compost out of. I screwed that yeah. shut because the little fox bar- keeps popping yeah. it out. Little bastards. And going in for the older. Uh, I love foxes though. We we only we don't put like food scraps in there per se because we're vegetarians, but we put like our healings in there, and it's it's free game for them, isn't it? Fair mm, game for them. Yeah. Anyway. And then the magpies were having something on the on the neighbours. Oh, we met the neighbour this week as well, didn't we? Yeah. So there's one to the side of us that we've not seen at all ever. Ever. And apparently, like I'd heard that he had his plot, our plot, and another plot. And it was true. He confirmed it, didn't he? Yeah. And he, he also told us, actually, we haven't mentioned this, some really cool information about what type of apples our apple tree grows. Oh, my God. So our apple tree. Can you remember? John Gold. Oh, yeah. John Gold. Yeah. John Gold tree. Um, and apparently they're super delicious well they are actually a mix between golden delicious and another apple actually and um fun fact about it yeah and he said that he'd been working that soil for 20 years and i part of me was like well you've probably broken up all the ecology inside the soil there working it so hard unless he was doing no dig i'm not too sure um he said uh he goes he said root veg don't go he said you're gonna grow any root, root veg and i said well a little bit we'll see how it goes he said um yeah, it went great. He said because the the soil's too fertile, it just splits, just forks. And I have to admit that was one of my concerns with using the manure as a no dig substrate sort of thing. Well, because a few people have said you can't you can't plant root veg into manure anyway, can you? Well, this is this is it. So what happens is with root veg, they grow down and they're looking for nutrients deep in the soil and that's how they get that sort of shape the carrots and the parsnips not so much 
not so much your, your beetroot or whatever but yeah they so they grow down they're searching for nutrients now if those nutrients are already at the top of the soil it's fine it's just going to fork out it's, it's just going to be like shant shant or whatever you call it no not even that they'll just look like <laughs> little octopus which they they can do yeah so, so the, the, a couple of people have said that our our plot is the best soil on the on, on the, the allotment yeah. so i don't know what we're going to do about that because obviously we've had we've added the old manure which is quite hey what about rich and nutrient dense what about if we just grow it in pots what if we do so well i, I was going to suggest you just bagging like potatoes well there's three um there are i think we've got three sowings of carrots i might be wrong there but there's definitely multiple succession planting here so what about if we try it with our firsts and then with this see what happens and if it all goes forky and leggy and all that kind of stuff leggy that's a different thing um then we try in the pots and we just put normal compost in the pots yeah it's all about try learning it's, yeah it's all about learning or we could do 50 50 and do half in a pot and half in the ground and we'll see what happens because mm. Mm. then we're not we're not completely without until the next batch so yeah i mean it's theory. yeah it's a good job we have got supermarkets to fall back on isn't it? i don't, we didn't don't want to well we'd just be eating forky carrots but forever wouldn't we yeah um so guinea pig will be happy either way <laughs> <laughs> yeah true he yeah he was absolutely he was just he was a lovely man wasn't he and um, he's got really loads of turkey tails. Yeah, got loads of turkey tails growing on his. He's got a stump on his allotment. And I said, oh, they're really medicinal. They're really good, they are. And he's like, oh, you can have them if you want. I was like, hello. So I'm going to let them grow a little bit longer. Just just keep them there until it gets a bit warmer. And then I'm going to whip them off. You know what? I wonder if he, if he wants away with that stump. Because that's sort of like, like pre-made, <laughs> isn't it? It's ready to go. So we could just have that with our mushrooms other stump and just have the turkey tails growing on there that's quite a nice idea he might yeah i might ask him i don't know he's doing quite he's well he's also there. got he's got some good he's got i know to him it's probably weeds but he's got dead nettle there he's got plantain yeah we've got, got quite a plantain. few things yeah we've got quite anyway yeah. tangent tangenting well i think it's wise i think that's you know the listeners are here listening about our journey and that's what we've done it's part of our journey it's part of our journey what else did he say he just said about that. He said that he was doing those three plots. Bearing in mind the plots are 39 metres long by five metres wide when he had a full-time job. And he said he had more time to do those plots when he was working full-time than he has now he's retired. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone I know that's retired always says they have less time now. I'm what was another it. fun fact about the John O'Gore tree? So the apple tree, according to... Wicked, 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 Wikipedia. Wicked, wicked, wicked. That didn't start out as a stutter, <laughs> but it worked. Um, the apparently, it can only be um, what's named? What do they call it when you're when you pollinate? Oh, it can only be pollinated. There you go. Been out, Jen. What's your... that called when you pollinate? <laughs> yeah, put oh, your I bloody... think it's. I think it's pollination. <laughs> tongue back in your face. Um, it can only be pollinated by someone like a, a an animal that has also pollinated another one within a mile radius. So there's got to be another one of those trees, which is an heirloom variety. Oh no, heritage variety. 
and there's got to be another one of those trees in a one mile radius because he gets apples off it otherwise it wouldn't fruit he did also say that the top didn't fruit but i think that's because i think it needs looking after a little bit we've done a little bit of, of pruning on it but it does yeah. need looking after a bit i think slowly slowly gently gently yeah um so i think that marks the end of our episode that it does a lot of talking tonight wasn't there yeah thanks so much for listening to us yeah thanks guys and we look forward to chipping your ears off next week <laughs> bye bye thanks for listening to two girls one plot if you like listening to us please like follow or subscribe and you can also follow us on socials we're on tiktok instagram and facebook bye